Hey friends, today's show is very different from a lot of our other shows, and if this is a new show for you, you may not get the same thing in the past episodes, but this one's a lot of fun. I sit down with Stacy and Sydney, and we talk about uh, on a late evening after everybody had been working. You know, Stacy's uh, work until eight on some of these shifts. Sydney getting home at nine fifteen. In the evening, we cracked open a couple old speckled hens uh, to kind of have a throwback to our days when we were living in England. That's a bitter. And so we get a little tipsy towards the end. It's one of those shows, if that annoys you, move along. Um, But it's all in good fun because we're really kind of overcoming uh, a little bit of fear that we had experienced the night before. We're going to tell you about that. And we're having this conversation later in the evening. Normally, we sit down and record a show for you in our Portland studio, the lounge of our living room, uh, or it's the lounge next to our living room. Uh, but in this case, Stacy had gotten off a late shift, as did Sydney, who was working at the sushi place till later in the evening. And so we just kind of uh, dimmed the lights and just let it roll. And, you know, we're hoping that you would enjoy being able to sit with us virtually in the lounge here in Portland. If you want to help us out, friends, Tell your friends about a show that you like, if it's this one or another one. Also, please consider picking up a copy of our version of the Tao Te Ching. Just type in Jeff and Stacy Mallinson uh, into the Amazon search, and you will find uh, our copy. It's uh, spelled T-A-O-T-E-C-H-I-N-G. And uh, it's a playfully sincere rendition of something that we have found valuable as we are coping with some of the odd emotions that one feels after they've deconstructed their religious upbringing, moved into new uncharted territory uh, in terms of spiritual freedom and uh, just kind of self-empowerment as it relates to religious and spiritual things. That's what we do on this show. So thanks for being here. Let's go. All right, so we've been having, you know, a lot of long, hard days at work, and I'm just going to see if you guys remember, how would you explain kind of some of the stuff that went down? Um, Tell me in your own words what you remember from last night in terms of the noises. Oh, so last night I was falling asleep on the couch trying to relax for my day and watch some TV, and then I hear what sounds like knocking directly behind me as if someone was just right behind me on the other side of the wall. And so I check the front door. No one's at the front door. And I'm like, is this demons? Is this ghosts? And it would go away and then periodically just come back. And to the point where we were wondering, is somebody you know circling around the house and Checking windows or something like what is this? Yeah, you noise? heard you, you heard and enough knocking, so we were falling and we asleep were in, in our, our room. room yeah, and we heard it too, and it was like it was like knocking, as if like there was somebody there on the other side. It of the sounded wall. very intentional. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't. And in, 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 I'm like, well, you know, you there's the, been weather. Yeah, it's been cold. Yeah, so obviously there's there's something there, but this has not happened before. We've had a cold right. snap before. You hear like. Sometimes you'll hear different noises, 
this seemed like somebody was actually standing on the other side of the building somehow. It was like patterned. It wasn't like trees or wind. And the other thing that was interesting about it was that, as you mentioned, like pattern, but like it would stop and then it would happen again and then it would stop and then happen again. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, it's gone now. And then it would be like a rhythmic tapping. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it was intentional enough that it felt like I should get up and and check on it. Like it almost felt like somebody was at the door. And then when there was nobody at the door, I went to the back where the kitchen is. Yeah. To say, maybe somebody's like doing that or what's going on. Yeah. I, I looked out the window and didn't see any sign of human beings. Also, we have the perimeter of our house um, with the ring and our ring, our ring video was not, it triggers us even when somebody's just walking, not even within our fence line, but like walking by our house, uh, any surrounding any of our fences. And so the ring didn't go off, you know, so it didn't notify us that somebody had maybe like come across into our space. Yeah. I was like, is this ghost? This is a hundred year old house. Is this like demons? How many times has this particular thing happened? Zero. We've had none at all. People down the street. And it only We've happened been... last night. Very often when I'm when I'm taking a shower, when the pipes are going, I hear people talking. I feel like I hear like a window into other worlds. I yeah. don't know. If, if, if I've you... definitely well, felt that. <laughs> so when you guys were talking about, um, so you went outside for a second, and then Bendy got to meet our new neighbor, uh-huh. and. It it was kind of weird because, like, I heard your guys' voices, but I knew you weren't right at the front porch area. Right. And then I was like, this, like, weird thought of, like, is that an echo from, like, the past, like, of a few minutes past? That's interesting. That is still, like, carrying yeah, forward. That is yeah. something that I sometimes feel. I love our house, but yes, it, it but is it does old. Have it does have this some of those weird, moments, yeah. like, where it's like, is this, like... A residual energy that is like, you know, hanging around. But I don't like my mind. That's not the kind of thing I normally think of. It's not like, but it's just like I can undeniably know I hear your voice. Yes. And then I don't know why. Yes. And I don't have any reason to think that you guys are around the perimeter of the house right now because you were going to go run an errand. But no, that that was tonight. Yes, and so what happened tonight? Tonight is, is that you 1st. happened to be talking to our brand new neighbor and letting the dogs run around, right. and I heard Bendy bark, <clears throat> yeah, and I was like, oh, "Wait, Bendy went with you on your walk." So I was very just confused. So it was really yeah. confusing, but mm-hmm. I just like literally like wrote it all off to like I don't know exactly what's happening here. The house just has echoes, but of, somehow of- <laughs> it was like an echo, or it all makes sense or whatever. And all I'm saying is, is this thing last night? We've never heard that type of thing before. No, and, never. And we've been here like over a year now at yep. this point. It's, you know. And what our house is very interesting. We are on these beautiful cobblestones that were brought over as ballast on ships. When they would they would come into Portland, they'd get timber and they had to have ballast. So they would have these European stones. So we've got all these European cobblestones underneath the blacktop. Um, and the when the freeway was put in, they cut the top of a mansion off and then stuck it where we are. Most yeah. of the neighbors have basements, but we're on kind of like a trolley platform, heavy duty. Anyway, that's just kind of where we're at. Yeah. All right. Don't need to get into the weeds on that, but that's the setup. 
But I want to say one more time. Yes, there have been noises, even though it's an old house. We're very comfortable and familiar with the noises. Yes. And these weren't just noises. They sounded intentional. And they sounded like they, they kept coming up. Mm-hmm. They would even change based off our conversation about it. Yes. <laughs> that was weird. And, and then what we did was uh, Stacy went on the ring to check out. Nothing was detected all through the day except right. for me walking around to see if there was any trouble. And this was about close to like 2 a.m. in the morning. So I walked out, maybe, yeah, like around 1.38, but right before that. Like, we've had people, we somebody store our truck right from out in front of us. Mm-hmm. Stacy's running with bare feet to chase after the, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, there's it's been some that, stuff. There's been that some weird, like, sense of violation that, like, you do irrational things or whatever, but, like, just kind of like. Somebody in the neighborhood. Somehow, so, if I caught you, you would stop, you know? But all right. This well, is a cute one. Yeah, when you're just kind of, you've had so much shit happen to you in your life and you get to be kind of like. I'm not going to take this shit. What is this? Like, you get kind of pissed, and then you go, I'm going to deal with this. And you don't really even think about, you know, after, because it's just the moment. Somebody snuck onto the property. And it feels, it was cute, because I think the person that stole something was probably trying to impress their friends by stealing something that they knew wasn't going to hurt us. They stole our pride flag. Money-wise, but it meant... It's a counting coup. It meant something to us. Local... Local a, hooligan. We love this kid, but like, we and it's like a level. child, so it Ch- wasn't right. it wasn't targeted no. like against us for having the pride but, flag. But it the point is, like, a, our space has been like we're we we feel vulnerable because people have been like kind of getting into our space, taking stuff, kind of testing the waters. I think sometimes Stacy and I have been um, Stacy and I when we were walking back from the uh, the Florida room, uh, we were. Um, we were shot with the. There was a. There was a craze over the summer where, where the local street hooligans were were doing drive by. Um, there was Paint a kick. Guns. Was, yeah, no, 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 it wasn't was uh, the, the, like the airsoft. So like then they would and they sh- and this is good because I was smoking a cigarette which I shouldn't be doing, kids. So I so I was smoking the cigarette and my cigarette got shot out, yeah. very symbolic by. I was like, by a little plastic pellet that came by. My yeah, point so is these my, are. I'm not. Like, this we is felt not, our hair wisp. With this, well, no, then we got shot in the neck by the stupid things. They did a perfect. <laughs> well, you don't know shot. what it is. Like when when you're just like, all of a sudden a car drives by and there's like a like like rapid fire like sound. You, you obviously it's not a gun. Like maybe I thought it was a BB gun, but I'm getting like pelted by these things. My point is, I'm just I'm already filled with anxiety. I like I'm I'm on edge. This is the thing. But last night I wasn't on edge. I'm like, um, I guess this is the moment where if somebody's like, I don't know, it's like, is it the, is it some cult that I pissed off on the podcast or so? Because I mean, in the old days, I mean, I was always worried about this. I, I mean, I've always been worried about this because you piss certain people off and they kind of find ways to to use psychological warfare against you or just intimidation. There are cults. That's like one of the main things that they sometimes do. Will use intimidation against you just to kind of make you get unhinged. Just researchers have, you know, had people do this. Now. You search the perimeter. I search the perimeter of the house. Everything's cool. But the dog didn't bark. Bindi barks at everything. Yeah. Bindi barks at non-things. Yeah. The cat is aware of things. I mean, it's everything, you know, is there. Now, anything else you want to say about last night? Oh, except for one thing I want to say more about last night. Then I heard it again at 3 in the morning, and I said, I'm just, I'm too tired to deal with this. If they bust in the door, that's when I know I should, you know. And, like mess with that. and that was that. And like, I did feel like a sense of spiritual peace of like saying, we have been through so much shit over the last couple of years. 
just with tragedies, but also just like unplugging from our old life that like, we're like, I, what I did feel was a kind of sense of power. I, I felt, and that's why I wanted to talk to you about this today because, you know, today Sydney had her car stolen and then returned and we'll talk about that <laughs> on another different day. But like, we're just like, oh yeah, that's like, that's when this happens. You know, like when we yeah. were growing up, especially in like the American dream in Southern California, you have all these expectations where your expectations are very high. We have very high expectations for ourselves, for kids, you know, like what you're supposed to do. If you're not hitting like the top marks with, with like enough extra funds to have a, a boat, then you're a failure, right? Like that's kind of the scene. Now but- it's kind of just mentally being <laughs> at the place where it's like, well, the most traumatic thing that can happen to me has happened. So especially when it comes to like material things, it's hard to be too concerned because it's kind of like, oh, well, breathe it out. That's the next thing yeah. I'm dealing with, but it's not like, yeah. And and any of our attachments are to sentimental things in general. <laughs> right. And like not like the value at this point of a lot of the stuff. Yeah. Like, well, well, then let's just say this. So today when the car got stolen for a few moments, because this is the, the thing about thing- Portland, sometimes it comes back. <laughs> right. So yeah, we'll, we'll tell this story at a different point, but what was funny to me once the situation was resolved was how when it happened, I actually felt the most sad about my little tequila pin that was Augie's from Puesto than I did about the loss of the car. I'm like, yeah, that's like, you know, greatly going to impact my life. But this is something that he gave me that I could never get back now. I'm just going to go to shitty thieves. Yeah. And that made yeah. me sad. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, that's... Yeah, okay, so so we're... F- like, this is the zone we're in. Now, last night... What was the date last night? It was... The 31st of January. Yes. And today is the 1st. So, then I go to school today. Okay? And the kids are distressed. Oh. And I said, babies... I don't call them babies... But they are babies. I said, like, I said, kiddos. You know, but they're like my baby. Like, I'm like, I, I don't like Scholars. it when my baby. You are the mother hand. Yeah, I'm the mother the hand. I'm like, roost. why are the children distressed? And I'm like, I'm What's like, listen, on? I'm the one who's supposed to be. You guys, you're just bright eyed, and like, we're gonna do like paper mache. What's the problem? And they said, we got all up in our heads today oh. because there's this thing going around on the TikTok about oh. the last day of the night in January. So oh. they showed or any, me, or is it just January? No, no, the last month? day of the night in any month. So on the last day of the month, okay, spooky. When there's tapping on your on your house, yeah, specifically that. Uh-huh. So then they point yeah. me to this. So this is this urban legend. I don't know anything know. about it. I've been researching a little bit. Eerie. I'm sure I will. I will turn out to be a fool. Okay, but here's the deal. So then this like is what it. the. I am not going to play the TikTok. I'm going to read the text of what a lot of these TikToks have been saying. Okay, fuck. On the last day of every month. This is quote uh, from Creepy Pasta Wiki. Okay, creepy. This is creepy. some creepy pasta shit that happened to us yesterday. So, what is creepy pasta? Creepy pasta. This would be not my exact expertise, <laughs> but the idea is it's like a 4chan chat mm-hmm. type thing. There was a major trend for a lot of young people 
you know, around my age, especially in middle school and stuff. And I believe that creepy pasta is the same kind of thing that produced Slender Man. And it's like spooky stories. So they're designed to creep you out and make you feel scared. And then they create And they call it creepy pasta. And they kind of create the Urban Legend. Urban legend. Yeah. So here's what they had. Don't open your eyes. On the last day of every month, close the blinds or curtains before you sleep. If in the middle of the night you hear a tapping noise on your window, don't open your eyes. If you're one of the unlucky ones, you'll hear that pebble sound on your window. Ew. It's not a friend. <laughs> yeah. Just keep your eyes shut. The sound will get louder. The tapping will get faster and faster. Don't let your curiosity get the best of you. Don't move. It'll lose patience. What the fuck? It'll start thumping the window. Now, I don't, it wasn't like necessarily a window, but it was like something, it, it, it could have easily been a window. It was house. Their house was getting thumped. Your window will shake and shudder and the noises will only get louder. It will furiously pound the window and shake the panes. Don't worry. The window won't break, but for goodness sake, don't open your eyes. No matter how scared you are, <laughs> no matter fuck? how badly you want to scream, pretend like you don't hear, pretend like you're still asleep. After a while, the noises will stop. Don't fall for it. Keep your eyes shut. Try to sleep if you can. Don't get up. Don't open your eyes until the sun comes up. Only light can stop them. Bright lights. Those who do open their eyes, well, no one really knows what happens. Okay. So this. But That's this is horrifying. Okay. It's horrifying. But this has somehow gotten a hold of the kids. Of the kids. Normally, our podcast is just us unpacking what weird cults and things do. But now I'm finding myself in the midst of what I find is like a little mini uh, 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 murderers, only murderers in the building. Because yeah. here is my proposal. Here's the things that are happening. One. We remembered this because I'm bringing it up now. Okay, this is one possibility. Things like this happen a lot, but only because this yeah. happens to have the same. Well, I mean, hold on. This is this hypothesis one. Thing. The the hypothesis is that then uh, I go to school, I hear this, and then I'm talking to you about it. So now we remember it. But this has happened four or five times in different configurations that we forget because it doesn't suit our purpose. Okay, it's hypothesis A. Okay, you say no. Why? Because I think you're right. I am. On high alert, and I. You would, are. You're on high alert all the time. So I love you, but that. Yes. If I I did not hear that specific sound that we heard last night. Yes. Um. Ever before. No. Because I know for a fact that I would then start looking for a pattern or whatever if it was like a right. repeat thing. And I'm often very like insomniac up at night. I've never heard this before. I've yeah. heard like trees tapping my window or wind. Yes. yes. So I would I would say that I know in my brain that if there was You would have any, noticed this particular pattern before. Yes. I would have noticed it. Um now been so I'll if you want to go with the hypothesis that maybe it happened, but I never paid attention to it. Mm -hmm. um, Benny didn't alert us. So the dog wasn't upset by. Well, all I'm just saying this. is like some weird things happen, but the only reason I'm remembering it is because the urban legend comes up. Then my brain goes to a time when I no, can No, I would have it. always yeah. remembered this tapping. Right, right, exactly. I think you would have. I know. I remember a time that there was like some like casing going on in the corner. And then I even bought you the CBD cigarettes so that you have a, an excuse without smoking a cigarette to right. go outside. Thank you very much. Sometimes. And we found them under the bed. So what I'm saying is that sometimes you need an excuse to be out there without like just like looking. 
right? And you can't just go outside nowadays doing nothing or you look like a <laughs> fucking weirdo. It was kind of funny because today during my lunch break at work, it was a pretty pretty stressful time in general with my work anyway. Um and then of course we talked about uh the car being stolen or whatever we'll talk about that again (laughs) um but then like so talking with sydney about all that um and so for my lunch break i was like i'm not gonna eat first i'm just gonna like walk i need to get outside i just need to like has it been the most relaxing day for you yeah no so i was just like walking around the neighborhood and then there was like a police car nonetheless like like coming down the street that I was walking in and I was just like going through like kind of like the, cause where I work, it also has like neighborhood streets right nearby. And then it was funny because like, I was like literally almost like pacing and yet <laughs> this police car was also like going like a lot of the same places that I was going. You're like, and, is this for me? <laughs> and I was like, look, I'm dressed nice enough that I don't think that, like, I'm their biggest concern. But it was just kind of hilarious that every single moment that, like, I was going down a different street, they were, like, kind of, like, going down there, too. Like, that would so, make me so paranoid. Yeah. And I was, <laughs> but I was just like, look, I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not, I know I'm not up to anything. So, like, whatever. They can, like, follow me all they want. Um, but it was weird to be like walking aimlessly because I didn't have like a destination. I didn't have a plan. This you is know? why it's so hard to quit smoking. Yeah, if I had a cigarette, and everyone's my like, fingers, "Oh, well, that, that lady's having a smoke. Like, that, that's very like, normal. Killing yourself with a okay. like a piece of paper. That's great. Isn't that weird though? <laughs> like, why? Why is it that you have to? You either have to be. Well, to be walking. fair, even though I don't want people to smoke, if they're just standing outside looking no, at me, that's much weirder. I'm it's like, why? I'm yeah. walking, but yes. if I had a dog, well, either, oh, yeah. if I had a dog, dog or, a or a cigarette, yes, everything's okay. Then it's like, oh, normal. Nothing or what I like to do is you just put a phone to your head and just go, no, no, no. <laughs> That's all that works. You. <laughs> that is anyway. a great move. <laughs> I'm going to steal that I, one Yeah, I should. Because I also had earbuds in that weren't connected to anything. Yes. But I actually should have just, just had the phone yourself. there. Yeah. And then yeah. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. yeah, then that's okay, too. Anyway, Hypothesis sorry. two. No, I good. No, it's great. Hypothesis two. My students dropped this information as a senioritis type prank okay against me in other words so option two when i was a kid we used to always when we were in um the church group Mm -hmm. we would come up with pranks most of the time we were lazy so we would go to stacy's house and then what would we do stacy to your house if you weren't invited to the sleepover Oh, we could toilet paper. Or... We toilet papered mom's house. Yeah. But know. we didn't call her mom. We called her that girl Stacy. But the point is. I don't think my house. We probably never screwed with Stacy's dad. <laughs> I don't think my house was toilet paper, but maybe once. I don't know. But that's what we do. Did you ever do this, Sydney? Oh, yeah. All the time. The kids loved it. We'd all get. I, even some parents would drive you there. Yes. It was like yeah. fun. It was Everyone almost like a thing. Van. And getting your house toilet paper meant that people loved you. It was like it was in a way sometimes, sometimes, or they would hate you. You never knew. But if yeah. if it was the popular kid, then Usually, it was a way. Of, it was like kind of a silly joke if they toilet papered you, and you're usually popular. 
But if you also got eggs, then they just, they hate you. Egg means they're picking on you. Yeah. That is correct. Now, so what I, what, but one of the things I never did, because I thought it was too cruel, but it was in the book of, there, there was this book. It was an oral tradition of kids that grew up in the 90s. Yeah. There was toilet papering. I'm just laughing that, like, t- papering isn't done because I think since COVID, like... Well, it's, it's COVID and it's also environmentalism. Don't use that shit. No, no, it's environmentalism. Yeah. When I was teaching in Japan... It became far more respected. Oh, I, yeah. Toilet paper became toilet far paper more respected. Toilet paper used to be, like, just fucking trash. You'd, like, oh, yeah, we were hoarding away. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Like, no one gave a shit about well, toilet paper in before. America, in America. When we were when we brought a bunch of students yeah. to China and to Japan, the kids would try to do this thing where you would wrap people in the oh. toilet paper and it would make them a mummy and the and the Japanese They're and horrified. Hong Kong and horrified. Chinese kids all I, I, did, I didn't have anything to do with this other than I was complicit in not stopping it faster but the kids said you're telling me that today my parents are paying for me to come to this language acquisition class and one of the things we're doing is speaking English while we waste Trees. That is horrifying, right? But yeah. it's funny when the kid, when you, when you well, see a little like yeah. kid dressed up like a mummy. So napkins, toilet paper, all that stuff, like that stuff that you often have to come prepared to provide yourself with um, in any public situation. It's not free. It's not just available. Which we whatever. should have known when we took the kids. When mom that and I was were very cold. Were we in Shenzhen or Hong Kong? I can't remember. We we took the kids to Hong Kong. It was Hong Kong at first. And there was this calm. Can you imagine? You, you know. You had not expected My kids. This. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when those kids who loved the, the video games and the manga and the anime and, mm-hmm. and, and just all that, they went to one of those festivals with a throng. I'm telling you, I have never seen so many human beings that were dressed in cosplay. Of, of stuff I didn't understand. <laughs> and I just saw on my kids' eyes these big, just brilliant eyes just going, we are in heaven. Like, we are in Aww. the place where they make this stuff, you yeah, know? And, like, and it was just so much fun. Mm. We wait in line for easily 45 minutes to take a, 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 a restroom break. Uh-oh. Numero dos. But we say oh, it in no. different words in, in, uh, in these other countries. No toilet paper. Yeah. That's at all. Up. Not even a place where there was toilet paper that was gone. You're supposed to bring your own toilet paper. Yeah. So that's y- not the saying, funnest thing to find if out. If you are a child and you have had to have the embarrassment of not knowing what to do when you had to mm. go at a that's museum, horrifying. like the last thing you want to do is go to some American led like learning acquisition program, you know, English learning, English language uh, program, and then find that they're going to waste toilet paper so that you can learn the word, where's the restroom? Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say also for any. So we don't, I, I think the young kids, what I want to cycle on that is, I think the young kids, my student age kids, they wouldn't waste the toilet paper. I think it's actually part mm-hmm. of their, their ethic that mm-hmm. they don't even necessarily verbalize. But I will say, um, whether or not there's wastefulness in a demonstration, um, you're traveling abroad, just be prepared with your yes. own like Kleenex or yes. toilet 
you know, something to use to wipe yourself just in case because Ooh, it's, not, baby wipes. it's not a given that you... <laughs> and toilet paper. Shit don't change to wipe your ass. And this episode is brought to you by Ben Brewing, Hophead Double IPA 9.0. I did not know that this is how we were going to roll, so we need to get back on the track with our uh, with our uh, our hypotheses Creepy here because pasta. friends. Oh, by the way, Ben, what Brewing, you just said, we did not get any uh, promotional consideration no from them other than the delightful that they're giving. We well, just I, like it. I'm apologizing. <clears throat> I'm apologizing for the fact that if this show starts to go off the rails, it's because this is not a 4.5 or when we were in. Uh, in uh, California, 3.2. So we got to keep it moving. And so the second hypothesis is when I was a kid, me and Chris Frohart, Jimmy Schofield, Scott Copeland would have nothing to do with this. I'm naming names first and last because they would have done this if I was more manipulative or maybe they would have stopped me. But what we had described, no, I don't know. We described what you do is you tape, you take a little bit of duct tape, you tape a string to... Becky Coates' window. Okay. Okay. And then you put a washer okay. 18 inches down. This sounds pretty intense. I'm not kids. And don't stalking. try this at home. It You're feels a terrible like person. stalking, actually. Yeah. I, I had no idea. Churches this. endorse this is like it. Some 80s no, shit. In, yeah, in, 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 in 1989, if you're a Christian, like, this is boom, good. This boom, is boom. we're showing the world that we love Jesus by not drinking and smoking. So you have to come up with plays somehow, some right. way, and entertain You've yourself. got to haze people all day long. And also, you've got to kidnap them and then also, take them to the beach. If <laughs> if Becky goes outside and sees that there's like this taping of the window and washers and her I would never do this, by the way. I never did do this. And her church crush was the one that did this. Like, that actually, in some. There's no evidence that Becky had a crush on me. I might have had a crush on Becky. I'm not saying, but I'm I'm not saying that that was what Becky would be about. I'm just saying that if that was the case, like, then that is, like, yeah, attention. It's flattering. What is playing? That he thought about. Fucking right. with you, right? Because you certainly not gonna walk over and talk to you. That'd be improper. No, no. And, just right. and we don't have like in front phones. of Jesus. That'd be just disgraceful. <laughs> and there's like a lot of other kids that we just didn't even remember to, uh, you know, like torment. They thought <laughs> of me. Okay. That by the way, I want to say one more time. Never did this. At the time, in my youthful stupidity, I still said there is no way in hell that I would do this. But it was in a. It was in the lore. We had an oral tradition of things you're supposed to do to haze your friends. Yes. Just like everybody knows, um, you know, Ring Around the Rosie, it's not written down. Like so we just, can we, I say back tradition. in our day, uh, crank calls? We would... Cr- oh, same, yeah. Prank S- calls were huge. I'm not going to say which of my brothers and Brian Jacoby did this, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, they called my friend Scott Copeland at work. <laughs> and this was the days when... They bought a CD that had audio um, of effects. a woman laughing, right? There was just a woman laughing, yeah. and so they just put it on the CD player. They had a woman laughing, and they would call Scott, my friend, at work, and so he would cool. answer it, and there'd just be a woman laughing at him, which is like an appropriate thing to do because my friends and, jo- and, and Brian Jacoby, my brothers and Brian Jacoby, are good-hearted people. They're better-hearted than us. We collectively have much darker souls than these beautiful, beautiful, brilliant lights of, of human peeps. You know peeps like P-E-E peeps? Yeah. Like the little things? That's, that's, their souls are beautiful and sweet. 
but they did torment Scott Copeland like this. Okay. And he was very confused. He was very confused and very upset. But it's what you do. Like, it's yes, you torture well, Scott. If a beautiful soul was tormenting you, yes. I think that would be very confusing as well. Well, oh, wait, oh, wait, one more, one more. So, Jimmy Schofield here. So, there was this one girl that we, that we I, I can't remember what it, from the church. There was this girl, there was this thing you could do, Sydney, in the old days. If you were, if your parents were rich, you had um, call waiting. If they were extra rich, mm-hmm. they could call you back. Wow. But if they were triple rich, then you could have three people on the line. You could do a three-way call. Or- wow. So this girl who had a crush on me and or Jimmy uh-huh. called us both and, or- called us both, uh-huh. and listened. So I pick up the phone. Hello? Hey, what's up, Jeff? Jimmy? Yeah, Jeff, what's up? Hey, are we gonna are we gonna play that show this weekend? Yeah, yeah, I got my guitar ready. Hey, uh, cool, all right. So so why'd you call? Bro, you called me. No, no, Jimmy, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy, this is this is not I'm I'm working, I've got this algebra test tomorrow. Um Jimmy, the 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 phone rang. <laughs> I picked up the phone, Jimmy, and your voice was on there. I love you, but this is, I'm not doing this anymore. Okay, Jimmy, this is, <laughs> you called me. I need to go back to my, I, I'm going Thing. back. Like, yeah. Jim, Jimmy's like, yeah, but Jeff, you, but you called me. I'm like, no, J- Jimmy, Jimmy, don't. And <laughs> we didn't it. use the word gaslighting. You know what I'm saying? But I was like going on this. I'm like, what, what, why are you doing this to but me? But you like, thought you were like, essentially like, being gaslighted. I will be there. We'll, we'll play the show. We'll do whatever. Yes, I want to talk about Duran Duran, whatever you want to talk about. But like right now, I've got this this thing. And and then it got to like an hour in and we're still fighting about who called whom. And I heard <laughs> I heard a girl going, huh. <laughs> like, Jimmy, Jimmy, you got a, you got a, you got a gal with you? He's like, no, bro. Uh, this is like 1986. You know? Yeah. Like, Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy, I, I heard a girl's voice. Okay, are you messing with me with like with one of our friends? He's yeah. like, no, I wouldn't do that to you. Like, Jimmy, Jimmy, there's a girl with you right now, and you guys are messing with me, and you've been pranked. Gaslighting like, me. And then about Jimmy's it. like, and Jimmy's like, Jeff, but maybe that's what you're doing to me. I'm like, Jimmy, oh. Jimmy, I am not doing that to you. You called me, and then all of a sudden, and then I said, Jimmy. I think somebody's been listening to our entire conversation uh, about the new album we're going to put out. Shit. Which, by the way, they were not listening for that. No. <laughs> no. Option two. <laughs> we're still op- uh, hypothesis two. Yeah. So Jimmy and Chris and I, one of the things we might do is we take the top part, you put the tape on, then you take the, the washer. But you don't want to have a metal washer. Too obvious. You want to tape that up with a little bit more tape so it goes thump, thump, thump. Like a little bit of a knuckle, just to make it, you know, more horrifying. Never did it, thought about it, said no, because it's horrifying not to be done. Now, hypothesis two is my students know that maybe we live somewhere near Timmy Failure Mistakes Were Made's X. And you're on TikTok. So they've seen your TikTok stuff. And they know they that know you're the on... front of the house. And so one of the kids says, I know your house. So it is, so this is, the, this is the evidence. Some of the kids, I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying hypothesis so that I don't, you know, go down the wrong rabbit, rabbit hole. Maybe the kids said, wouldn't it be funny 
to just mess with Jeff because of this viral. That's possible. Right? We're going to do this thing where we're going to make the tapping noise. Can I say this? It would require them to get somebody to drive them here. To execute yeah. this plan. Well, wait almost, a minute. Wait a minute. These I kids aren't. I wish oh, it so was true. It's not true. I wish I it was true. Don't see oh, it yeah, this is why it can't be true. Because the kid who most importantly knows where I live is, a, is one of the most beautiful human beings in the world. But this kid is afraid of bridges. And we live on the other side of a bridge. Yes. From where this kid lives. So, first of all, his parents are not going to. First yeah. of all, their parents aren't going to let them. Out at one in the morning to torment no, their teacher, no. and two, this kid I know for a fact will not <laughs> walk across the bridge. All right, right step. So right. Right, we'll Let's rule out that. We're option just three. Out all the options. Okay. Yes. Option well, three. I, it's, it's a tree. Fun, it's fun to entertain it for yeah, a no, second. No, no, it's, it's not just fun. Process of this is how it's done. This is detective work. Yes. Number three. Option three. It's a tree. It's windy. There's been some really crazy weather patterns. All right. Maybe Except. the tree is a past life. And well, it's like, uh, no, hey, the guys, tree could have no past you. life. It could just be knocking on the thing. And that's a very common thing. You, you know, you have this fear. Somebody sounds like there's a window. No wind that night, though. That's, that's step one. And step part. two, I just did a perimeter search. We have a, there was a pear tree in our front yard. Uh-huh. What happened to the pear tree, Sydney? Uh, like when it got ran over, plowed yes. down. So, <laughs> so somebody ran into the pear tree and destroyed the pear tree, at which point it was replaced by the insurance company with what size pear tree? A tiny little one that will Small never touch the house. So the pear tree has an alibi. It's too... <laughs> Small. It, it's too far away. Well, I, I guess that's not an alibi, but it, there's no. The, and I mean, I will also say the dwarf Japanese maple. <laughs> dwarf. Also clear. Not happening. Too small. Our yeah. tomato plants have now been frosted out. And then we did, we did unfortunately lose one of our succulents because I didn't bring it in. It got to be 26 degrees. Yeah. I'm sorry. Anyway, one mistake. Yeah. We were the hummingbirds sad, are okay. But we were know. sad. Hypothesis four. So the other possibility is that there's squirrels. There's squirrels that get up on the roof. And we have squirrels all over the place. Uh, Again, hypothesis four here. There is a squirrel that uh, we call Bindi's squirrel friend because uh, apparently there is some sort of mutual relationship between this one particular squirrel and Bindi. And that like she won't respond in the same way. So maybe her squirrel friend Mm -hmm. was... Creating Being a little menace. Something. This is on the, the same this is a good hypothesis. that would sit on the edge of the, you know, the wiring and look down at Bindi mm-hmm. and kind of be fucking with her. It was mm-hmm. making barking sounds. Oh, yes. And it was, you know, talking all kinds of shit. And Bindi would just sit there. And look up at it like, why don't you love me, tiny being? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like the cat, but more mean. And when Bindi gets outside, Bindi just sits in the left corner of our of our property. Stares and at stares it. stares up at it. And goes... And loves it, in yeah. a way. And, and like, like whimpers, yeah. Well, I would also say, I was washing dishes. <laughs> She's whining right now. I was washing dishes, and I looked out the window. This is when we first moved here, and I was in, like, one of these, like incredibly sad states that's almost joyfully psychedelic. Like, you're so sad that your brain is just, like, you're in some kind of, like, Tibetan, like, heaven lair. <sighs> yeah. 
you know i mean i, I always yeah. say this because i'm a kind of a masochist it's a place. So like I pre- yeah. you know i'm saying like you're like you're like i am so sad that i'm at least enjoying how my brain is getting twisted on oh, this is fun yeah. and i look out the window and the and squirrel friends there this is before i knew squirrel friend was squirrel friend this is the yeah. first time i met squirrel friend squirrel friend sitting on our neighbor's fence and looks me in the eye and i said oh that's a sentient being <laughs> and it's looking at me yeah. and I felt so naked. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sentient being that I'm so sad. I'm in here in the warmth and I've got all the nuts I can want. And, you know, sorry, you're out there and it's cold. And But we yeah. like had this moment yeah. and I'm like, squirrel friend. Yeah. Hey there being. I'm like, that I kind true. of, and I said, I kind of love you. Yeah. Like, I love you. Like, I love you because I, like, I saw, like, it was like a namaste kind of spiritual moment. But also, I don't need you, like, messing around. And Squirrel Friend will take the Michaels or Don will, I can't remember who does it, but they'll throw the peanuts out for the, for, for the squirrels and for the crow. Yeah. And then the squirrel, though, will take the, the peanuts. I know, and bury it in our They garden. bury it in our yard, and now we've got, like, peanut plants all over the yard. Yeah. So then Bindi sometimes... And then Bindi digs up the peanuts. Yeah, sometimes. We are so far off. This is not even a scary podcast anymore. No. What if there's, like, a whole, no. like, mutualism between... The squirrel The friend. squirrels and the dog. The mm. dog... It's like the squirrels are so genius, they're trying to figure out how to control the dog... Like it's like a pawn, Wait, and Bendy's just looking for love. Do you know what the pawn is? Hmm. Squirrels versus crows. No, Bindi yeah. has aligned with the even though she is an animal that chases squirrels to her own detriment. And we worship Picate. When we were, we don't worship any deities. <laughs> I we say that very We are respectful for all beings, and if they have truth and and wonderful things to do. We will ally with them. Okay, that way you could do what you want to do. You can worship any beings. I worship I'm more no just being facetious. I know, but I, we venerate. I, I, I gave yes. up on worshiping. I will beings. only I say like this though. I want to bring back Hecate because now, Sydney, where do we get the Hecate? So we got the Hecate candelabra. This is we go from from American evangelicalism to the most dank, worst thing you could possibly do is to pick up a pagan. You had a pagan friend over. You had a witchy friend over that said, this is too witchy for that person. Yeah, it scared my, my friend who is a self-identified <laughs> witch, like, in the craft. Which Terrified. We do a lot the of shit out of them. Yeah. Just... They were mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, you're not fucking around. So then and I then they my- became suspicious of my, like, like pleasant positivity cards. They were like, I mean, I'll take one, but but what are you doing? What are you trying to do here? <laughs> I'm like, I'm <laughs> trying you? to bring you joy. Like, yeah. you don't have to take one. Mm. They're like, well, like, that, you got this. And then you're, like, trying to do me card reading. What's up here? They Sydney, were all may, scared. May I segue that yeah. into? So we, we found this a year ago before we moved here. One of the great things about Portland is there aren't a lot of garage sales. People just put their stuff outside for free. There was an Oregon outside. Like, I don't Oregon, want this car. O-R-G-O-N in O-R-E-G-O-N. It was a nice little Hammond, Oregon. But it had been out for a few days. So whether it was okay or not at the beginning, it was now rained upon. And the main thing is it was um, this this candelabra or this, this candlestick holder, you know. Yeah. That we got from the side of the road. We brought it home. I love it. And it's the three phases of womanhood. Yeah. It's the young woman, the pregnant woman, and then the old woman. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think it's beautiful. And I'm not giving it, I'm, to be honest, I don't want to give it up for a lot. Because I think it really is honoring of women of all ages, and just I like it more life. because it scared my witch friend. <laughs> yeah. can I, can, so can I say it was this? a man? Yeah. <laughs> so one of the options then is that it's a squirrel, but we have just moved into the option that it's not a squirrel; that it is somehow related to a pagan invitation, and this is what then takes me to where I want to kind of end with, or not at least the end, but I want to kind of get past this because the more of that I searched this on the web, I found that there was a lot of witchy folks saying, well, the reason that they're banging on the outside of the door is because you do have some kind of protective magic Mm -hmm. that's keeping them from getting in and they need to be invited in and they're trying to be invited in. See, that's how, um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I felt like Are you recording it, right now. Yes, it was weird energy of whatever. But I believe, well, one, I'm at a place in my life where I give no fucks where I'm going to be afraid. Right. Like I, I'm not reckless. I'm not crazy, but I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be afraid or fearful of being tormented by the devil. You know, I'm not going to be afraid of people judging me. So <laughs> it was kind of just like. And that's how I interpret anything when I'm scared. And, you know, some people might be like, I'm scared. I'm going to talk to God. I go, I'm scared. But, you know, I manifest good energy. I'm a good witch. And that will keep out the bad that doesn't need to be there. There's uh, all sorts of ways in which when our will, when our world feels out of control. Yes. That superstition does. Magic. Magic and some of those things also, like, definitely, like, take on more power. Yes. Well, I believe in, like, magic, yeah, because I'm scared. It's, like, the magic, you know, like, when I just sat here in the middle of the night and did, like, every kind of card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I kept getting, like, it was just a crazy And what I would say is that I think there's something very real about, like, either verbalizing or saying like unwelcome spirits are not yeah. allowed here. I um, find right. that very comforting. Even and if it's I, just for your own psychology. What I usually do is always saying you know, any beings of, uh, that aren't of unconditional love. Yeah. Right. No, uh, I that you're not that welcome. Here. Yeah. We renounce all ties to I beings like, totally that are not in support that of that. Phrase yeah. from you, Cause that's basically what I say is, you know, anything that's like positive, is welcome. Mm-hmm. Any negative things, mm-hmm. like, be gone mm-hmm. with you. And that's kind of like, um, I definitely adopted that from you, but that's what I say when I'm scared instead yeah. of having, you know, some people pray. So maybe if you're yeah. like, you know, your being in the religious society has destroyed you, you can at least reclaim that feeling of comfort. And empowerment, because you're saying you are not welcome. I'm in charge. I'm the yes. goddess who it's is not allowing you in my space. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great. That's actually the point I wanted to bring up, and yeah. I'm so glad, Sydney, that you got there. Because what I'm saying of is, unconditional love, then you can be in the space. There's Otherwise, a part of my there's a part exactly. of my, there's a part of my mythical brain, the actual matter that is in the skull that I am touching right now. Inside there, it might be a, co- a total illusion. But my brain is conjuring up the sense that there were spirits. This is, I'm saying this is hypothesis. Of all these hypotheses, there are spirits trying to get into our space. Yeah. 
But mm-hmm. guess what? And we're they're like, outside. we're polishing up our gun and they're outside, outside and they can't come in. Yeah. And so symbolically, it made me feel good. That's why I wanted to talk Very to you comforting. with the headsets on to say that we as a family have gotten to a place where we were like, maybe some people are going to come in and try to kill us. Or maybe there are demons trying to get into our windows, but we were very just yeah, calm. We were just cool. It's like it, you yeah. know, it's like whatever. It's like a thing you do in the day. It's like oh. yeah, just can I? Also, that's what spiritual anarchy is. It's like yeah, it's like it's I not like all this? like sunshine and roses, but like you're not you're you're not bowing down to any bullshit. Both of you, since we <laughs> discovered our, uh, we got. New insurance plans. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. And, and you both were able to see a, a chiropractor uh, at my work. Knowing we have cancer. That's good. Because of the chiropractor? Oh, no. Just, oh, I, just because I don't have excited to have yeah. medical insurance again. Because in the old days, if as you knew you had cancer, sucks. you're like, well, I can't afford that right and now. I, hate, yeah. I so resent how high <laughs> my medical insurance oh. costs are. But at the same time. I resent time, how low yours are compared to mine. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which for Capitalism. you, it really sucks. But yeah. Um, so many ways. Wow. Yeah. That, that was so bad. It like distracted me from my point. I was like, sure. No, but, Triple what you pay and then you have many yeah. more reasons to go. Keep but going. it's nice when, when you have it yes. all fully figured out like this. It should be free. But the fact that you can go to the chiropractor and the acupuncture, massage, and just God kind bless of, you, Portland. you know, let's get yoga on there too. So Sydney yoga. and I have started our all you can eat yoga uh, plans. If you have, uh, it uh, really has helped. Like yeah. I don't think I could Save face my demons. Life, probably. I, okay, so I want to just say one more time, friends. I am not saying demons were pounding on my house, no. but it felt and sounded like demons were pounding on the house. And if you think to yourself, how would that feel if that happened to me with mm. my daughter? And wife oh, and, and two and, and a cat mm. that and then a dog is like like the and not you know it's terrifying. Horrifying. Except I wasn't scared because I I want to say this went to yoga. I swear yeah. I swear yeah. to you, I'm well, like, like when you're a master. What am I gonna do about it? If it's a demon, let's like when let's you're talk. Fully in that like Taoist <laughs> mindset, you're not afraid. Go ahead, mamas. So one of the things that uh, you both have been recently to the chiropractor. And Hell yeah. talk about that another day about how that felt. But yeah. it's interesting. It's very interesting. Um, but definitely what was said I was, was skeptical going in. I love it. That you both are totally receptive to treatment. So like, yeah. And meditation, if you do meditation and yoga, then you could just like relax into a situation but like a lot of people in their experience is that they like tense up and they're like, you know, but, but what this doctor said was, is that your family members were like jelly. Yes. Yes. That you allow things to happen and not many people in this population ever do. We had to get pretty badass. Yes, you ha- you have to basically just like <laughs> fade into the oblivion to allow your neck to be snapped, and you're just like, "What?" And it's like, "Yeah, I don't like necessarily being that vulnerable, but whatever." Right. <laughs> so you totally just like, "Hey, drop demons!" In. Like, really, I need to go to bed. 
I mean, rest. basically, I mean, this is another way of saying, Stacey, demons, Meditation. when you're pounding on my window, get in fucking line. Yes. Right? Like, I've got a lot of people go, oh, I didn't, like, turn in that form. All right? Like, you, <laughs> yeah. like, you want to come into the house? No. Keep your fangs out the fuck outside with the cold, the cold, you know, beautiful, beautiful hummingbirds that are protecting right. us. And so really you're outside of the, the periphery because the hummingbirds are protectors. Option five, by the way, hypothesis five, hummingbirds are going, we love you. Thank you for the food in the I cold. think they do. <laughs> no, sometimes low, low I've counted it out. <laughs> I've counted it out to be that, but that was being like very just calm. It was, it, if we go back to track. it though, it, it, it basically had the force of 25 hummingbirds minimum. It wasn't knocking force. Can I also say yes. this? Uh-huh. I think it was actually a. a, a a creature. I think it was like a squirrel friend. I think it was like sense. one of, like they were, you know, perhaps like collecting stuff from the roof or whatever. But like, there's going to be movement. Oh, wait a minute. I think I just solved it. I was like so excited about this like Whoa. conversation. Yeah. And it was also mysterious. I just solved it. What happened this morning when I went in the icy, icy cold uh-huh. to go warm up the van. There were the remains of a pigeon, mm-hmm. one of uh, our Pichone friends, mm-hmm. that the Michaels feed. Oh. And then there was nothing but the dander and the, I saw and that. the fluff. I'm glad I did not see that. So last night, last night, on the last day of the month, it was not a demon. It was not one of my students. It was, it was a not pigeon. a local student street hooligan. It was a sleeping pigeon that was pounced upon. A battle ensued. It was eaten by an owl. Mm. That would explain the weight because there was weight that reverberated through the house. Is anyone the month of the owl right now? But continue. I don't know. We'll figure that out later. That is my option. That is my hypothesis five. I am sticking with hypothesis five because then when I went out in the morning... And then Bimby, when I took I her for a walk, saw the she pretends that she hates the pigeons, but, and she sometimes likes to like roll in like carcasses and stuff, but she felt a little bit of sadness for the pigeon that had been taken out. Oh. And she refused to go on any uh, longer Maybe walk. Maybe that's why she didn't eat her weird like meat patties you guys got her. What if... Bimby wants to become like, a vegan. Yeah, Bimby's <laughs> like, I only want to eat beer and a vegan puppy chow from Victoria Bar. Not she, sponsored. She does love the vegan puppy chow. Both of our pets also would love like fish. cheese and fish, dairy, well, salmon bites. The point is, the point is, friends. Here's here's the real key. First of all, it was horrifying. Do you have another hypothesis? I don't have another hypothesis. Um, it could be people. Those remains were there the day predators. before. Flying predators. It could be demons. The, the, the remains were there the day before. I guess so, so, wait, they that, were there the day before? Yeah, so this eliminates Wait, wait, why didn't you tell me theory. that? Oh, that, that theory is gone. That was a good theory. It was a so great So now we're back theory. to the demons? Yeah. Oh, I was, okay, this is an interesting, this <laughs> is an interesting part. I know for a fact. You know for a fact. I that walked because Bindi before. I didn't walk Bindi wow. this morning. Yeah. I walked Bindi the night, the day before. So basically, yeah. like, this I is one of those point blank, today, like, theory eliminations. Are you, are you saying that the, that the pigeon, the pigeon feathers were yesterday? 
Yeah. Yeah, I saw them. Yeah, because I wasn't walking around today. I didn't notice them. But oh, that's not the answer. So it's either the locals, the local kids that are trying to mess with us. Oh. Oh, wait, I think. Are you talking about the feathers out front? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw feathers, but I didn't see anything like carcass. No, that's no. no. They eat it, and then all the feathers. Like we we saw they this back when we were on even campus. The bones. Yeah, well, they yeah because then the then the they um, keep it for their nest. Have you ever if you if you're hiking through the woods and you see like little uh, pellets, uh -huh. what happens is they puke it back out, oh, and no. there's uh, yeah there's there's um, feathers and bones in these little like uh, uh, packets, and that's how you know where a raptor, specifically a an owl, is living wow. because it will puke out. All of the bones. It'll eat the whole animal, and then it'll puke out the bones and the feathers or the bones and the I fur. bet we did have an owl visit us, yes. and I think that's positive. And it's still possible. It's horrific. but, but It's still possible, but what Stacy's saying is it's not as likely because you're saying that this massacre happened the night before these sounds. So, yeah, basically so now what I she have a, said I have a was, new hypothesis. What she said just proves, though, that your your theory is definitely not the case. So No, it's... It's, no, it, it, it's it, the most comforting to believe. No, I think it's, it's possible. I think it's, it's now been very lowered because it is possible that another assassination of a, of a pigeon happened. Wow. But it is less likely, given the fact that the evidence for it is a day old. I just finished a podcast called The Havana Syndrome, by Vice News, they did a multi-year podcast study. Basically, there was research about this. When I went to uh, Havana, when I was I went to Cuba, mm -hmm. I went right after in the news there was this story where uh, the diplomats and possible spies and their families were being affected by some kind of like ray, you know, yes. like a microwave. And I very remember this. And you were my professor told me not to go to, to Cuba go there and like yes everybody I, all they of begged our me not donors to go. Uh, your professor everybody I said, do remember this don't being go because yeah. it's like and I went and had using, a mojito in that hotel they're saying that you're going kind to of use this warfare it was fun you know like sonic warfare that will mess with your brain yep so I'm watching this and I realized I'm not saying that we were attacked by that. But we have pissed off some people lately. And so this is my last one, and we'll come back to it another time unless you guys come up with another hypothesis. But my final hypothesis is there is a possibility that somebody who doesn't like what we're doing is using this as psychological warfare. Because you could even, like, if, if, some, if somebody was, like, throwing a bouncy ball on the roof, they would, they would fuck with my head. Does that make sense? Mm, yep. And it would totally work. It would like, I mean, we've been talking about it all today, right? I, I could have been doing other things. Yep. I'm enjoying talking with you fine ladies and then the, the good listeners who've stuck But that's us. why it's good to witch magic over it. Right. Take right. Because it doesn't matter. If you do the witch magic, it doesn't, like, so, in, in, and thank you, Sydney, because that's the whole point. You don't have to believe, as I'm saying, I, I don't care about believing anything. I'm just open to the universe and we're just saying, we're going to throw our good magic out there and we're going to do it in ritual ways. We're going to do it in rational ways. Yeah. We're going to do it in physical ways. So we're going to have guns if we need to. We're going to have, you know, the financial considerations handled. These are the things that you've got to deal with. But basically there are forces that want you to not flourish and thrive. Yes. But if somebody wanted to mess with us, okay, it's like mm -hmm. this is the funny thing. If somebody wanted to mess with us and, the, you know, and they were kind of like throwing this kind of 
you know, at us. That's what they were trying to do with the Havana syndrome, Ray. They weren't trying to kill anybody. They were just trying to make them be unsettled. And CIA agents around the world had to change where their families lived. Their kids were going to school. They were driving. And this is the, okay, now I'm going to end with the most scary thing ever. So this was a realization I had last night after... I was trying to go to sleep because I thought demons or bad people were trying to break into the house. I decided what I should listen to is a podcast, right? Yeah. About the Havana syndrome. But it reminded me of the most scary thing that ever happened. And that was when my late son, Augie, and I were driving through the canyon of Arizona in 2000. We came into a field of anxiety that overwhelmed me with fear. But what was described on this podcast, the Havana Syndrome by Vice, was that when people, when diplomats, families, when like the wife of some spy was getting zapped with this ray, it made her feel like she was like feeling overwhelming anxiety and dread. Mm-hmm. She moved away. So when you feel that feeling, you just move even in the same house, you move out of the way, and mm-hmm. then it gets blocked. Those rays get blocked. Yeah. So you move out of the way. And when that happened, I realized that it might have been just a natural thing. It might have been that Augie and I were driving past a power plant that was like emitting a certain, you know, thing. Uh-huh. So either so here's the story. I'm driving through the canyons. Uh, this canyon in Arizona, just me and Augie. Augie is four years old, three years old. And um, I, I had this feeling that there was no hope in the world. There was no love in the world. There was nothing but dread. All of love and hope and happiness was sucked out of my soul like a vacuum cleaner. And at that moment, I said nothing. And this is the only, and I would say when, I, when people ask me, this is the only supernatural thing that I, I felt some kind of paranormal thing that I felt that I would say is unequivocally, uh, unequivocally true. I don't know how to explain it, but it's not like a thing that somebody else told me or, you know, no, this has actually happened. I was 100% in the most frightful place in my life. Augie, as a little tiny kid in a booster seat says, dad, why is there a man sitting cross-legged on the front of our hood? Yeah. And I said, Okay, that didn't make it feel less scary. That was more scary, but it was Absolutely. like kind Horrifying. of equal scary. Yeah. Horrifying. And I said, well, what's he doing? He's like, he said, well, he's saying like really mean things to you. And wow. he's like, so there's, so he describes there's this dude. So I'm driving this car through this canyon. I'm feeling fear. And out of nowhere, my child says to me, there's a man in a black robe sitting cross-legged on the hood of my car talking to me. So, like, I didn't see this apparition, but I felt this feeling. And my child described to me what I was feeling with visual terms. Now, if this was Havana syndrome kind of like some kind of frequency, it would make sense that the kid is is picking up on the same fear that I'm feeling because that's actually what happened with the Havana syndrome. And we're like me, maybe we're near. And now this is the thing that's weird too, is this is, you know, we're going through stolen land. We're going through some very heavy, you know, this is like, 
Even Roswell in a hundred year old desert. No, no, but I'm saying like when I'm going to the desert way back in, mm-hmm. you know, the 2000. So I'm going through. Right. And I say, what? I said, Augie, what's he saying? He says, how would I know? He's like yelling at you, but he's outside, you know, and it's windy. That's crazy. <laughs> so there's this dude like talking to me and his mouth is moving and Augie doesn't know what he's saying because he's outside and he's saying things to me. And I am feeling unbelievable fear at this time. That's this is wild. what, you know, like in the Harry Potter thing is like, I guess the Dementors. Yeah. So one of our hypotheses is that there is a supernatural pat, uh, part of this or somebody is using, and this is, this is where it gets like off the rails, but it's kind of funny. Like, is somebody using a certain kind of technology that you can now buy like a drone to just t- 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 to fuck with your enemies? Like in, in, yeah, 20, in, in two months, am I going to find out that on the dark web? So this is what I'm trying to say. I want to, yeah. I, I have nothing more to say, but, but this, I feel like in two months on the dark web, this podcast will sound stupid because everyone's going to know that old teachers were being targeted by kids who thought it was a funny prank to just make knocking noises on their house with like a, a, a bouncy ball on the right. last day of the month. Little do they know they're or, like terrorizing or our lives. Or for forty nine ninety nine, can you buy a, a microwave zapper gun that will you can point at your neighbor and make them feel existential dread? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a thing. And if the Fuck. second thing is true, all the time that human society has made fun of people that wore you know, um, the tinfoil hats, <laughs> right? <laughs> One of the things that the spies came up with is if you put um, a, a screen in your window, it the screen, the metal screen blocks the the microwave yeah. radiation. So, like, you actually should put okay, and like Orthodox, everybody put tinfoil on their windows. There's parts PSA. of the year Orthodox Jews put tinfoil around the kitchen. Like, what if all those things that we made fun of are like the only solution, and that in this weird way we've been programmed well, to have religion why, what and even, myth and superstition yeah. and witchcraft and all of this to not only save us from demons, but to save us from actual humans that want to do us fucking harm. <laughs> That's all I got. Beautiful. So I just had a realization, and this is why Buddhism was attractive to me in the first place, is the idea is if you're, like, at peace with yourself completely, you kind of lose the sense of constant fear and anxiety, right? Um, You know, you're going to think your car got stolen. You're going to spill a hot Americano on your work clothes you have to wear all day (laughs) it could be what your catalytic converter gets stolen these small little things that fuck with you you know becky at work is being a bitch these small little things that fuck with you like the more you can learn to release them and let them go and think about you know today when i thought my car got stolen i'm like that sucks but i was more sad about an irreplaceable tequila bottle pen <laughs> that Augie gave me. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so the, I think the takeaway for us is that the fear that it, that comes into our lives, it could be that we have a hypothesis that it's some kind of superstitious thing, or it's some kind of malevolent spirit, right? Or it's bullies. What bullies and malevolent spirits both would, you know, seemingly do is try to get us off kilter by getting us to lose our focus because of little things. And if you think that you're willing to stare down any reality, any deity, 
in, in, in any context, it's a good spiritual psychological exercise to say, we're just, we're just going to go to bed now. <laughs> like we're just like, we're going to, we're going to stare it down. And that empowerment, I think, I guess that's why I wanted to tell the story because for me, the big takeaway was we did not lose our cool. Even though if you would have told me when I was 15 that someday I would have had that experience of this knocking noise. And it's almost like when you say to bad energy, no, I will yeah. not allow you to fuck with me in my yeah. life. Yep. I will not allow you to make me feel unsafe or you set your boundaries to the universe. They can't really come in. Even like the superstitious idea that, you know, if you flip the welcome mat, you're protecting against inviting bad spirits or whatever really it's like having a i'm not superstitious in a fact by fact basis like right. that. i think it's more your attitude if it's you're gonna attitude. allow yourself to be afraid right but if you can do a few things to make you feel comforted like burn sage and that just makes you empowered that's the best way to ward off anything bad coming towards you yeah yeah like right like just like you 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 own that so just before we paused it and then Stacy fell asleep and Sydney put uh, some nice uh, scent of white sage that my friend uh, and uh, American Indian friend uh, would always uh, trade me for. He would give me tobacco leaves and I would give him white sage that we got from Big Bear um, to, to cleanse the space. Those rituals, you can take them literally, you can see them as is filled with tons of magic but that empowerment is what i think is really helpful for all of us thanks sid good night and to you friends peace upon peace uh, thank you so much friends for joining us for this episode of the protect your noggin podcast you want to join in on the conversation? We'd love to respond to your questions or comments on a future show. You can record a message by going to protectyournoggin.org and clicking on the blue voice message button. And don't worry about getting it perfect since you'll have five minutes and a chance to preview your message before sending. You can also send an email if you're not comfortable with leaving a voice message. Please also follow us on Twitter at the PYNP and rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you found this show of any help, uh, why not share it with a friend? Until next time, peace upon peace, friends. But he said that wasn't any letter. He said I was going out of my mind. Not going out of your mind. You're slowly and systematically being driven out of your mind. Why? Why? Perhaps because you found this letter low too much.